Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the Medical Device Success podcast and videocast. I am Ted Newell, your host. For those of you that are returning, I really appreciate your support. Thanks for being back. And for those of you that are new to the program, welcome. Great to have you here. Today's episode is about the MedTech sales process for success. And it's the result of a podcast I did a couple of weeks ago, which was on the technology adoption lifecycle curve, which seemed to strike a nerve with a number of people. It created a lot of interest and a lot of conversation. But the sales process is an important part of how you approach this curve, especially early in the curve when you're dealing with innovators, and in particular, early adopters. They're probably the people I'm worried about the most early in the life cycle curve of a new concept product. That got me to thinking about the MedTech sales process and a particular place where it gets complicated. So in a couple minutes here, when we're going through some of the initial slides, you might be thinking, yeah, so, but there's a place where it gets complicated, where the rubber really meets the road for the sales process and where I think a lot of companies have trouble. So before we get there, I want to uh, thank you again for listening. If you like the podcast, be sure to recommend it to a friend, subscribe, give it a rating. And also for those of you that like to communicate and communication with some of you has picked up recently in the last couple months, I encourage it. Please feel free to ask for slides, send questions, or just engage in general. I enjoy the conversation. Okay, in a few seconds, I'll be back and we'll dive right into the MedTech sales process for success. Let's dive right in, and I'm going to share my uh, screen so we can look at slides, and for those of you that are listening, I'll do my best to describe the slides so that uh, you're not missing anything. All right, that's the title slide, so we'll jump right away from that one, and the questions I ask right now to all of you listeners are, do you have a formal sales process on record for your product or your leading products? Do you have a closed loop management system to be sure that the process is validated and implemented? Or have you plugged product knowledge into an experienced salesperson and you expect them to succeed? If that is what you've done, if your answer to the third question is yes and you've answered no to the other questions, this is where I think some companies get in trouble. But there's variations to the answers to the first questions that also get people in trouble, and especially if they don't have a closed-loop management system, whether it's a paper system, a spreadsheet system. It would be best if it's a CRM system. The definition of a sales process is a proven series of repeatable steps a salesperson will follow to convert a qualified prospect 
into a customer. Key word here is proven. Another key word is repeatable. So who does this apply to? It applies to an executive that wants to scale a successful sales model quickly. It also applies to several other people. For example, a sales leader that wants to provide a successful framework for her team to work in. It could be a sales leader in a distribution model that wants to provide guidance to his distributors. Or perhaps you're listening and you are an individual salesperson that's just trying to optimize your sales results. And you might be an independent contractor rep and you're just rethinking your whole approach to sales. Or you could be a rep in a company with little or no sales guidance and you're looking for a framework for yourself. That's very professional, by the way. Real professionals use proven series of steps to affect their results all the time. So engineers follow exacting processes to solve problems and design products that are solutions. Researchers follow exacting processes to unearth critical data. In just a couple of seconds, successful quarterbacks run checkdowns on open receivers. And good recruiters follow a series of steps to be sure they find the best candidate for a job. And finally, before every flight, a commercial pilot will go through a checklist to be sure he or she can safely take off with 100 or more people on board. What is a proven series of repeatable steps that lead to sales? It's a process that, number one, it's been validated. Number two, it results in sales revenue. Number three, it gets updated as the market changes. And again, I'm thinking about the technology adoption lifecycle curve. A sales process for early adopters could be a little bit different than the sales process for early majority. And then on top of that, it might be written for different personas, A types versus B types. Let me tell you, if you're working at Johnson & Johnson, you know what I'm talking about because the big companies are doing this day in and day out. They invest a lot into proven sales processes. Why is this important? Number one, because it leads to more effective scaling of sales success by keeping the sales team from skipping important steps that may determine the success or failure of the sale. Next, most CRMs have basic sales processes built in that you can modify to fit your product or service. And a CRM can be a great management tool and a great sales assistant for the sales professional. And finally, truly understanding the sales process can really help define the length of the sales cycle and properly set revenue expectations for leaders and boards of companies. So how many steps are in a sales process? Well, it depends on the technology. New concept technologies will require longer processes. Me Too technologies will require probably less. 
in a technology that is an improvement on a current standard of care, but doesn't change the procedure much. In other words, the procedure that it's involved in will be somewhere in between because it could be a little bit of a new concept, but it's still within the standard of care and a doctor doesn't have to change very much to apply it. Now, in general, when we talk about the categories of the steps of a sales process, we talk about qualification. Now, I'm skipping prospecting here. We covered that in in several episodes ago, but I'm assuming that we're starting a sales process with a decent lead. The prospecting has been done, but you still need to do some qualification just to be sure. Then needs assessment is number two. Presentation is number three. The fourth step would be a proposal and overcoming objections. The fifth step would be a closing. And finally, the sixth step would be nurturing. And we can debate these steps all day long. Some people will say there's five. Some people will say there's eight. But this is in general, the general categories of the steps. And it's in the presentation, the presentation step. This is where sales processes can get complicated. Qualifying is not that difficult. That can be just a few questions. But it's when you make a presentation that it gets complicated. And everything depends on this step. You're not even going to get to closing and overcoming objections um, or negotiating to whatever other steps you think there are unless you engage the prospect clearly and demonstratively with your value proposition. So depending on the technology, this step, the presentation, may require several sub-steps. For example, and of course this depends a little bit on how complicated the technology is, but use your imagination as we talk about this. The initial presentation to the main user to gain interest. Okay, that's one step. You might need a procedural video to review. You might have to bring a key opinion leader in for a virtual discussion and support. That could be another sub-step. There could be stakeholder presentations with appropriate messages. So if you're taking a product, a surgical product, into the hospital, Yeah, you've got the doctor interested, but now you've got several other customers, the OR staff, you've got the purchasing staff, you have the value analysis committee. And that's where I mentioned here, committee presentations. You might have a value analysis uh, committee package that you have to present. There may need to be a very clear product demonstration, and that can come in many forms, a brief form, like an overview, or something more detailed as the prospect gets more and more interest. You might have to do a product trial. I'm sort of differentiating between a demonstration and a trial. A lot of hospitals require trials for certain types of products. It can be very complicated, it can be lengthy, and it can consume a lot of resources. Or you might be required to loan a product if it's capital equipment, or provide free product if it's disposable. And I can tell you that a lot of the product trials that go on in hospitals, they expect free product. So you have to 
take that into consideration, the length of the trial, the free product, and all the financial complications there. So that's where the presentation can get complicated. How do you determine and define the appropriate sales process for your company, for your team, for your products? Well, for all companies, I would say you need to convene a sales process meeting, which includes, of course, a sales team. If you're a company with numerous mature products and you're just thinking about starting this for the first time, start with the two or three most important revenue and profit generating profit pro- products that you have. Don't try to do this with everything. Just start with a few products and create the processes for them and start to implement those processes. You will get sort of a halo effect on the other products that you have. But this is a great way to start. And it's a great way to create a success model and to get the team interested in moving further. If you're a startup and or a newer company with one or two newer concept technologies, then you need to create a process for all your products. I'm going to stop sharing the screen for just a second so I can talk directly to you. But the next slide is, is it just one process per product? And the answer is, it depends. For example, how many influencers are in the purchasing process? And if you're selling directly to a doctor, then perhaps you will have one process. But if you're selling a surgical product to a hospital, you might have several processes, which we implied a few minutes ago. And these processes that are aligned with different stakeholders in the hospital, everybody from the surgeon or the physician that is initiating the care or the therapy or the patient, whether it's in the operating room or on the floor, to everybody else that's involved. A lot of people can say no along the way. And you need to have answers for them. And you need to have a process that applies directly to them, whether it's the head nurse of the floor or it's the circulating nurses in the operating room or the scrub techs or people in the purchasing department. So how do you determine and define the appropriate sales process? Well, first you study the process of your most successful reps if you're already active selling the product. And field travel might be required to do this. And since I've got a lot of detail here, I'm going to go back to sharing the screen. And in this meeting that you have that you convene with your sales management and with your sales team, you want to get a whiteboard out and write down all the steps. They don't have to be in perfect order. Just get them down. And a way that you can help start this is have several of your leading reps present their process, make them think about it, and make them give a presentation as to what they think their process is and what tools they're employing. I'm always amazed when we've done this in the past, how some reps will suddenly pull out a binder that they created as a sales tool. Now, that's a little questionable because it hasn't been approved by marketing and it's not in the quality system. So that's always a, gives you a little bit of you know heartache. But 
still, it's always amazing what you learn when you have people present how they sell a product. And some of it can be very revealing and very helpful. At every step, ask if they have the right tools and training. For example, and examples of this could be like a platform for video emails. Do they have slide decks that are optimized for virtual calls and face-to-face -face calls? Do they have virtual tools in the home office? And by that, by that I mean, do they have a decent camera to do these virtual presentations and virtual interactions with, with customers and stakeholders? Do they have the skills for virtual presentations? Do you need to have a training program on that? And is the CRM programmed with automated or even manual cadences, some people call them sequences, to help a rep automatically follow up with a customer? Then consider how long these different steps take. As you start to put together a process and start to understand what looks like a successful process, try to understand how long these different steps take. And then identify the steps where the most resistance takes place with the prospect or the potential customer. And then work on creating solutions to that resistance. And then also look for ways to reduce the number of steps or time that's necessary in this whole process. And it just could be better tools, brainstorm on better tools that could be available for the reps. Maybe it's a better iPad presentation uh, that'll make the rep look a little bit more professional. Maybe it's easier and more rapid access to proof sources like clinical papers, or it could be... Um, summaries of clinical papers. So a rep doesn't have to bring a clinical paper up and then look for things to point out to the prospect. Instead, there'll be a synopsis with several bullet points, key bullet points related to that clinical paper. It could be better training. And, you know, salespeople might not want to admit that they need better training. That's something that you're going to have to judge, or you can just implement it. Most people appreciate training. All the professionals get trained all the time. Pilots are always getting retrained. They're always in a simulator. Quarterbacks are always go to camp and always practice and always study the book and review the films. So you shouldn't run into a whole lot of resistance on this. Then finally, we need to implement the new sales process that you've created. We need to implement it so it can be validated and a great way to do that is to embed it in the CRM and then require completion by the sales team of the steps in the CRM. You can even tie that to compensation if you want to or to other rewards. But if you embed it in the CRM, it can be very helpful and it can actually make it easier for the rep to track how they're doing in the sales process and it's easier to match that with a sales funnel. And for those of you that are involved in the CRM, you understand what I mean. Uh, for those of you that are, are not, you need to talk to your CRM provider to get some consulting help to manage that. If you don't have a CRM, make it a document and or a checklist, and it has to be filled out with every prospect. Then you have a weekly manager review of the progress people have made during the week with prospects and how they're going through the checklists. And you have a monthly executive review. And then finally, at least quarterly, 
especially with startups and new concept products, reevaluate the sales process and update it if necessary. A sales process is a dynamic tool. It's not static. It needs to be updated. It needs to be updated as you go through the technology adoption lifecycle curve. It needs to be updated if you're running into challenges and problems and revealing new tools that are required. Always be reevaluating the sales process and questioning how it's working and what new steps can be added or steps that are ineffective that can be taken out. Okay, so that wraps it up for the MedTech sales process for success. So tomorrow, go take a look at the processes you have in place. Are they really the processes you need for 2021? Do you really have the tools to support the challenges in this post-pandemic era era of 2021? Give it a look and think about what you need to do. And if you're an individual salesperson or a sales professional and you work in a company that doesn't have formal sales processes in place, think about implementing it on your own. You know, create your own sales process. Make sure you have the tools that you think are necessary to be successful. Make some more money by being more effective. And then what you do, once you've validated validated it to yourself, is you show it to your boss and say, I just wanted to share this with you. This is what I've been working on the last few months, and I really think it's helped my results. Those are some ideas for everybody, whether you're a sales leader or you're a professional in the field. Thanks again for being with me today. Now go win your week.